You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Uh, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Week 14 in the NFL. For most of you out there who made the playoffs, if you did, congratulations. Thanks for listening. This is the first week of your playoffs. I'm Joe Glean. I'm here with Frankie Cheech Stanfield. What's up? And we got a special guest uh, filling in for our uh, friend uh, Mike Florio, uh, Chris Ventra from the Roto Experts. What's going on, Chris? How are you? How you doing, Joe? I'm good. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, so we got a, a big show for you. We got a special guest coming up in the next segment, Frankie Cheech, Jim uh, Ozarski. Uh, he writes... Uh, for the Inquirer, writes about the Bengals, and we've been getting a lot of questions on the network about uh, Joe Mixon, who's been ruled out with the concussion, right, and Giovanni Bernard taking over uh, as to, uh, you know, should should uh, Bernard be slipped into uh, playoff lineups this week? Yeah, yeah, this has been a huge topic of discussion. Uh, our own Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, has him ranked inside his top 12 this week. If you mm-hmm. hashtag check the link, you can find that out. Uh, but... You know, he's been a polarizing player. A lot of questions about Gio Bernard this week. If he can handle a full workload with mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Mixon out, is he going to get 20 touches? Mm-hmm. How does the matchup look against the Chicago Bears? Right now, personally, I have him as a solid RB2, but like you mentioned, we're going to have Jim on next mm-hmm. segment. Uh, so we could ask him all those questions and what to expect from Gio Bernard this week. Is uh, Running backs, I mean, is that the, the position where you take the most chances? Because almost like you have to sometimes. I mean... You know, there's so few to go around. There's so many running back by committees. I mean, you know, I know that you don't want to take any chances now first week into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you, especially you got a guy who was starting this whole time, now he's going down. Now you got one guy left pretty much that could carry the load. The backups aren't really anything special, so there's no competition for touches. You got to almost take that volume. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting him going into my playoff, one of my playoff matchups, so yep. I'm taking the chance. Plus, in PPR, he adds that value. Sure. So he gives you a nice floor. Yeah, I just want to remind you, uh, look, putting in your lineups this week, obviously very important. So we're here to help. If you need us, 844-843-6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Uh, we're going to be uh, going over uh, as many of the matchups, uh, if not all. We're going to try to get to every single matchup uh, that we can, try to break it down for you fantasy-wise. We're even going to, we should talk some uh, baseball, maybe one of the shortest things. Yankee fans, uh, me and Frank. Are you a Yankee yeah, fan? Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, oh, there you go. All three of us are Yankee fans. Uh, be interesting to get uh, our takes. I uh, had a little, I texted with Frank and. Uh, I gave him the thumbs down when it came to Stanton. He was seemed like he was a little surprised. Oh, it's all it's all uh, it's all registering now in my head. As you see, I'm wearing the thumbs down shirt. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely have to address that because yeah. it's fantasy football playoffs. But this is a huge hot stove baseball huge right around the corner. Uh, GM meetings this week in Orlando. Jim Ozarski, uh, Bengals beat writer for the Inquirer, coming up right now. We'll be right back after this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Fantasy Football Goal, which you catch Saturdays 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern with myself and Matt Modica. We break down fantasy football, all the latest news going into Sunday's lineups when you have to put them in. And you got to make that final call. You hit the submit button for one last time. We give you all the information that is relative before you hit that submit button and commit. Fantasy Football Gold, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom! <laughs> Hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What up, Dane? What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network. Dish television, YouTube live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours! Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts, we'll talk injuries, we'll talk weather, and we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So so fun. So excited. What I can cannot I say? think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need <laughs> prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. DFS lineup lock sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I'm hopeful that you hit. You earned some more money. Maybe we could pool all our money together and potentially buy the New York Knicks. Mr. Dolan has been named in the Harvey Weinstein suit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, not shocking. That we could also get the Rangers, too, and the Garden has a package deal. We're right across the street from Studio 34. We can make it our little satellite office. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. I think someone has a crush on you. Okay, who? Let's make a game of it. One of these is a lie. He's six foot four. He collects stuffed exotic birds. He spends his free time trying to save lives. Are you talking about Kevin? Yeah! He's a registered bone marrow donor. Last week he got a call. He might be a match. He's so cute. Oh, he is. You could be a life-saving match for a patient with blood cancer. Learn more at DKMS.org. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frank Stanford, Chris Ventro with you. Paul Constory producing our show. We've got a very special guest. Pleased to have him here talking about the Bengals. He writes for the Inquirer, Jim Ozarski. You can follow him at Jim Ozarski, O-W-C-Z-A-R-S-K-I. Jim, how you doing? Hello? Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you uh, for taking some time out of your weekend to join us. And we'll be talking some Bengals football. And uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Joe Mixon. 
Hey, Joe Mixon's been ruled out with a concussion. We're getting lots of fantasy questions regarding uh, Gio Bernard this week. So what do you think we could expect from Gio production-wise in Week 14 against the Bears? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Bengals running backs, at least in, in fantasy purposes, not very good this year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they finally really didn't get going at all until – Cleveland uh, two weeks ago, which seemed to be the the trend the last few years with this group. You know, the, the Bears have an okay defense. Um, I think the Bengals have found something though with the running game, the offensive line kind of figuring out the proper proper protections and and run fits. I mean, it's taken them and new offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, you know, this long. I mean, seven eight weeks. Um, so Gio's going to get the workload. Brian Hill, the backup running back, is going to to play. I mean, the Gio, slight guy, you know, he can't really take 25 touches. Um, but he'll be a factor in the pass game, run game. Um, if you're in a PPR league, for sure, you know, he's a guy you definitely want to pay attention to because he's already shown this year no ill effects of that knee injury, you know, 61-yard catch and run on the screen for a touchdown. So, He's definitely a guy Andy Dalton's going to be looking to. Uh, with really uh, a cold day in Cincinnati and no real deep downfield threats other than A.J. Green. Hey, Jim, this is Chris Ventra here. Thanks for joining us. Um, of I wanted course. To, I want to ask you, the only other running back on the roster is Brian Hill right now. What, with that being said, how yeah. much of a workload can we expect from Gio? Is he, he is a smaller back, but we've seen him take on a bigger workload at times. Can he touch the ball 20-plus times in this game? Uh, I, I think he can for one game. You know, uh, I, I don't know if the Bengals are going to want to do that. I, I guess just because, again, he, he with his size and just um, he does run hard for someone who who is a smaller guy. Now he's stocky, of course, um, and very physical. He doesn't mind the physical pounding. But the, the big thing here, guys, too, is he's a very important third down back in terms of blitz protection. So he's a guy who's picking up linebackers and defense, stunting defensive ends, even at his size. So um, I don't know if they're going to want to actually let him touch it that many times, but I, I expect him to be very productive, though, when he does get the ball in his hands. We're speaking with Jim Ozarski. Follow him on Twitter at Jim O-W-C-Z-A-R-S-K-I. Covers the Bengals for the Inquirer. Uh, Jim, I wanted to ask you, uh, just getting back to Joe Mixon real quick, he has an overall 3.3 yards per carry on the season, uh, but has been coming on lately, as you mentioned, the past two weeks. He's out for this game, but looking towards the future in general, are the Bengals happy with what they've got from him so far this season? Oh, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, his... um... His his yards per carry are, are probably closer to five, to be honest. I mean, is covering the Bengals every day. He's a guy, and even Geo, Jeremy Hill to an extent before he got hurt. Their three yards a carry are more like five. And what I mean by that is the offensive line was so bad for so long, they were being contacted or forced to make a move almost upon handoff. So they're one and a half, two yards before they even got to the line of scrimmage were effort yards. Um, so, no, they are. They're really happy. He's really evolved as a runner. Uh, first few weeks of the year, um, he, he really kind of lost his tracks and would try to, try to break things out or cut back before those things were available. He's really matured as a runner, uh, along with the offensive line kind of finding a little cohesion. Um, 
obviously it, he hasn't really been used a ton in the past game, and part of that is because the Bengals have had to do a lot of max protect. Um, but no, they are. They really like him, honestly. If anyone has him and it's a keeper league, dynasty league, Joe Mixon's the guy um, that's going to be a big part of this offense, not just these final three games if he's cleared next week, but going forward. So let's uh, go on to uh, quarterback Andy Dalton. He has uh, nine touchdowns, no interceptions in his last four games, and 11 straight TDs overall. As a quarterback, do you think he gets the kind of respect that he uh, deserves, and how much better could he be if he played behind a better offensive line? Yeah, that, it's, uh, he definitely does not, at least locally, um, and then even to some extent nationally, and that goes with, with the 0-4 playoff record. Um, and he knows that, and, and the team knows that, and there's really nothing he can do about that until they get in a position and can win that, win that playoff game. But you're right, though. I mean, you mentioned some of the stats. Since the change in offensive coordinator in week two, he's been very good. Um, I think statistically speaking, and everything but uh, maybe completion percentage, because he's had a lot of drops, he's a top-ten quarterback. Mm. Um, and, you know, for whatever that's worth, I guess, you know, with rating and yards per attempt and uh, interception percentage, all of sort of the important winning stats. But obviously the team hasn't won. Um, so I think to me what that means is, you know, he's a guy who does need a little more talent. I mean, Marvin Jones, Mosinu, combined signed eighty million dollars with the contracts, right? I mean, those aren't mm-hmm. bad players. They're no longer here. They haven't figured out. To, Tyler Eifert, Pro Bowl tight end, has been hurt for two years. So, um, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where Andy's above average, but needs some other playmakers around him to make it all work and look really good. Hey, Jim. Uh- Speaking on the offensive line, particularly, they've played better lately. Uh, what would you attribute that to? We know they struggled mightily early on. So, you know, why are they performing better now down the stretch? Yeah, the, two things. Uh, one was, was injury-related. Uh, starting right tackle Jake Fisher went out at halftime of the game in Jacksonville. So, what, that's like four weeks ago now. Um and it was determined he actually went to the hospital that game. It was determined he had a regular heartbeat and had to have a procedure to get that kind of taken care of. So while unfortunate, what that did was it eliminated this sort of three-tackle rotation they were doing. Um, so it's been the same five guys since. Now, it hasn't been great, as you said, but it's been more consistent, which makes sense. I mean, you got the same group of guys in there. Um, so there's that. And then new offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, uh, along with offensive line coach Paul Alexander, have kind of simplified things a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, before they would like to run a lot of stretch plays, a lot of zone runs, trying to get their guys in space. Well, frankly, it wasn't working. Their line couldn't block those those plays. Um, I mean, it, running backs were getting dropped for, for four or five-yard losses on a regular basis. So they've cleaned up some of the play calls and some of the schemes, too, to just find what these guys do better. Um, you know, I just think, unfortunately, it was maybe a little too little too late because at this point, five and seven, it went out and played really well down the stretch. Jim, the Bengals, uh, we know they have a ton of players hurt on the defensive side. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and Vontis Burfecht already ruled out in this game. Nick Vigil, who, uh, who has played well against the run, uh, being placed on IR. The Bears' passing game has been pretty soft, uh, but the Bengals are giving up 124 rushing yards per game. Uh, will some of those injuries hurt their run defense in this game? Because uh, we know the Bears typically want to lean on Jordan Howard. Um, so how do you feel about the, the Bengals' defense this week in, the, in that matchup? 
Yeah, it, I, honestly, the, I think the defense in terms of uh, overall will, will be fine. I mean, the Bears are, are just that bad offensively. And, and uh, Adam Jones actually was just put on IR right when you uh, gave me a call. So, <laughs> you know, that sort of punt return element has been eliminated uh, from the Bengals at least the rest of the season. Uh, but, you know, defensively speaking, it, Jordan Howard should have a good day. Um, I know the Bears are just as banged up up front. And they haven't been good. General Jordan Howard's dealing with a shoulder as well. But you're right, the, the Bengals linebackers core is really thin. Um, and it's just frankly hasn't been good even when those guys have been healthy so I, I do expect Howard to run the ball run the ball well um, even be a threat out of the backfield Tree Cohen I think fits in the same in the same boat there um, even on special teams the Bengals special teams unit the last six weeks have given up a huge play actually gave up a kick return touchdown Monday night that was called back which would have been the second uh, return score they'd given up in the last few weeks so some issues there. I think that's the only way the Bears score, guys, really, is, is Jordan Howard really gets hot or Tariq Cohen makes things happen because I think Trubisky and these wideouts just aren't good enough, and I think the Bengals, D, uh, the guys who are available, are still that much better. All right, you listen to uh, Jim Ozarski. He covers the Bengals for the Inquirer. Great stuff coming out of him. I'd assume real quick, we have less than a minute, Jim, but uh, next at, at the draft, it looks like I would think that the Bengals are going to invest in that offensive line, right? Yeah, I think they have to. I mean, John Ross, they still feel hope for him as the number nine pick coming back healthy. But uh, you're right. Offensive line is definitely a serious need and maybe an outside chance at another big big play wide receiver or tight end. Gotcha. Thank you for coming on. Uh, follow Jim at Jim, O-W-C-Z-A-R-S-K-I. Jim, appreciate the great info. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. When we come back. Let's start breaking down games for you for week 14 in the NFL. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and 200000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Hey everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series, and right now you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook for your Kindle or for paperback, and it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley, I got Sammy Reed, I got Gary Davenport. I got championships and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is the number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom! <laughs> Hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? 
Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. No! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts. We'll talk injuries. We'll talk weather. And we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So fun. So excited. What can I say? I cannot think of doing anything. (laughs) else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. Fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Locking in with little Aerosmith. You guys like Aerosmith? No. I do. Okay, good. I enjoy them. I played the uh, Guitar Hero. That's right. Aerosmith yeah. game. 
I think we spoke about this mm-hmm. last week a little bit, right? Loving an elevator. If you go to uh, the uh, Disney World, Disney World, they have an awesome. Oh, I've been on it. Isn't that a, like one of the best? It's in it's what? a roller coaster. Epcot or no? It's in. Uh, it used to be uh, MGM Studios. They yeah. changed the name of that park to something else. I think that's where they have the Tower of Terror, right? Yeah, in the that's same park. Good one too. Yeah, it's fun. But I've that, been on that. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Roller Coaster. It's an indoor. A roller coaster, you jut out at like 60 miles an hour and you do loop de loops. But what's awesome about it is because you really don't see where you're going, you just feel the sensation of going upside down and, and the speed. Kind of right. like Space Mountain, a little bit, yeah, similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the old loop de loops. Hey, Joey, uh, so why don't we get start breaking down some of these NFL week 14 matchups? Dallas at Giants, Eli is back. This, uh, How do you feel about that, Joe? Because to me, it kind of seems like a cop-out. Like, they're trying to right a wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it made sense for them to see what they have in their young players. The problem is, they didn't go to their young players. They went to <laughs> Geno Smith. I still I feel the decision to see what you have in Davis Webb mm-hmm. was a right call from like a football perspective. Right. Now they're going back to Eli. Right. It seems well, like they're just trying to right a wrong. If you listen to the press conference from John Mara, you know, one of the uh, Giants owners, he admitted that you know, he takes into consideration the fact that they have, you know, three home games. You know, they did not want to go, obviously, into this game with Geno Smith. Yeah, the fan, you know, as their starting quarterback, the fans would just rip up the stadium, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of am I happy that they're going back to him, I think he deserves to, to, to finish off the season as your starting quarterback. But, yes, I don't have a problem with them uh, getting – uh, Davis Webb involved. It was the the problem I had. The biggest thing was G- getting Geno Smith involved, right? And then, you know, after uh, he gets the start where he performs, you know, it's kind of so so. Mm-hmm. Then he's bringing up old news uh, about his old Jets coach, and supposedly he wasn't even happy that you know he was being relieved of his starting duties when he found out about it. So Eli hasn't played uh, up to expectations. But the way it was handled was horrible. The Giants realized that it was a PR move now to bring him back. Uh, I'm happy that he's back, especially against Dallas. But uh, I don't know. You, yeah, I mean, I'm really upset as a Giant fan because you end his long, hard streak, the yeah, yeah. streak that took him so long to, to complete, and it ends on a Geno Smith starting, and then you put him back in. Right. So I almost was like... A complete waste. A and complete in a way, waste. you know, uh, the Giants owner, John Mara, says he really doesn't want to get involved in day-to-day decisions. But he could have stepped in before last Sunday's game and said, look, you know, this is ridiculous. I don't agree with it. You know, you know, they should have maybe fired McAdoo, you know, before the game. I guess maybe they didn't have the time to, to get the uh, the ball running. But Yeah, yeah this is crazy. <laughs> in my lifetime, being a Jet fan, I mean, normally we're the circus. Mm-hmm. I've I've never seen this in my entire lifetime where the New York Giants mm-hmm. are, are end up being yeah. the circus throughout an NFL season. But crazy enough, I mean that that's what's happened this season. And uh, you spoke about uh, Mara and that he could have stepped in last week. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because Ben McAdoo said that he spoke with ownership yeah. and ownership signed off on it to bench Eli. And then this yeah. week comes out and says, "But then if you really it's just dissect, all over the place, if you story. dissect his his long press conference, John Mara, he's like, it, it almost sounded as if, and I'm paraphrasing here, that yeah, you know, he was on board with it, but he wanted to have a discussion with McAdoo to maybe like kind of tweak what they were going to do, where." 
Eli would continue to start, but if the game got away from them, then you know bring in a Geno Smith, then bring in a Davis Webb. Personally, I don't think Geno Smith should have even been in the conversation. I said this last week. If the Giants were, let's say, 3-3 three and three and still in a, in a position where they had a chance to compete and Eli went down with like a multi-week uh, injury, then Maybe. I can see you bringing in Geno Smith because Davis Webb is ready. ready. Yeah. But I think it's also a testament to uh, Ben McAdoo's coaching that Davis Webb wasn't ready even last week, this late in the season, to take over, that they had to go to Geno Smith. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Wild ride, Joey. Yeah. But uh, just in general, I mean, how does Eli, I mean, I don't expect too much out of Eli, but in a way, you know, in these division matchups, you kind of almost want to throw away these the statistics, <laughs> right? But um, in terms of Eli, there's no way you're starting him in a season long. But uh, how do you think he, if, he if, in my opinion, if you guys disagree, let me know. But how does it affect the uh, value of Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram? I think it helps. Uh, Sterling Shepard, the last two games that he played with Eli Manning uh, when he was healthy, that was the San Francisco 49ers game, 11 receptions for 142 yards, and then the game before that, it was five receptions for 70 yards against the L.A. Rams. So to me, I think he steps right back in as, mm-hmm. a, as a solid wide receiver, too, for mm-hmm. both standard and PPR. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys secondary... Not really anything great, in my opinion. I think Eli could take advantage of that. I don't expect a monster game out of him, but maybe we see 250 to 275 yards, something Mm -hmm. like that. Maybe he'll throw one or two touchdowns. Probably one. Maybe it'll go to Shepard or Ingram. But Mm -hmm. I think Ingram steps back in as as a top-five tight end uh, again this week, too, because whenever he is on the field at the same time with Sterling Shepard, we've seen that he can draw some defense away from Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram can really succeed. Uh, So... I'm back on him as a top five tight end, and I think Sterling Shepard's a, a solid wide receiver too this week. All right. I, Go ahead. I agree 100. Mm-hmm. percent Actually, that's right. The two games, which was against Kansas City and Washington, the Giants played. Ingram had you know one catch for nine yards, three catch for 18 yards without any other receivers. Those now are both Shepard's without back. Shepard. There, yeah. Right. Shepard was back last week, seven for 99 and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that was with Geno Smith, right. but. Eli loves to target his tight ends. Ingram's been having a great year before that. I think you could definitely jump back on Ingram and start him this week. Yeah, he had that two-little-week break, right? One week where he had the drops and another week he didn't do much. But I think I agree with you. I think that uh, he's a solid start again this week. Orleans Dakwa, any uh, interest in him in a season-long? In season-long, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think, especially in a PPR type league because he's not a PPR back. Mm-hmm. He might get a, a decent amount of carries. Um, but I feel like uh, Eli might, might wing it a little here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know... It's not worth risking it. If you have a better option mm-hmm. with just as good of a matchup or a better matchup, I'd go that way. And I'll come to you because you had this decision in the in the control room. Is Alfred Morris a better option? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I really like Alfred Morris this mm-hmm. week as a as a high end RB two. We saw him get the workload last week in the revenge game <laughs> against the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, but you know he had a ton of touches in that game. I believe it was twenty six or twenty seven carries. Good matchup going up against the Giants, who are allowing the most rushing yards per game in the NFL. One hundred thirty point seven. Rushing Who would have yards. Thought that yes, it's it's just it's crazy mm-hmm. with the defense that they you know that they had last year uh, coming into this season. But I think Alfred Morris is a very strong strong start this week. Sticking with the Cowboys offense, I like Des Bryant a lot too. Mm-hmm. We know typically he's struggled with Janoris Jenkins in the past, but right. Janoris Jenkins is on IR. Uh, and according to Pro Football Focus, you look at their wide receiver cornerback uh, advantages. Des Bryant has one of the top matchup advantages this week mm-hmm. because they expect Ross Cockrell to yeah, be on yeah, Des yeah, Bryant. Yeah. So with that being said, I guess I kind of got to like Dak Prescott too. I, I think he steps back in as a low-end QB1 for me this week. Mm-hmm. I would personally actually use him 
over like a Cam Newton or a Kirk Cousins because wow. I think those guys have very, very tough matchups. Yeah, I'm week. down on Kirk Cousins, and I'm not too high on, on Cam, but uh, I don't know if I... You know, I don't know if I'd go Prescott over him, but you mentioned Pro Football Focus. They they had a little uh, blip about Dez, and Dez has been overall pretty disappointing. But uh, they listed he had the highest rate of missed tackles forced per receptions, uh, and uh, he beat out the next three were Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and AJ Green. So uh, look with the with the Gronk out this week, you know some of our listeners might be looking for. A tight end. Any chance that you'd start uh, Jason Witten? Uh, seven for fifty-nine, week one. Uh, traditionally uh, had some big games against the Giants. You trust him this week? Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I trust him. Uh, last week he had one catch for eight yards, and he had a TD though mm-hmm. uh, against Washington. Uh, he does have these big games, but he's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It's either rock bottom, or you know he has a pretty decent game for a tight end, like twelve points, eleven points, right. but. Uh, yeah, I can't trust him. I almost would rather start like a Ricky Seals Jones or mm-hmm. one of those guys that are up and coming, like Stephen Anderson, Anderson yeah. right, right, something like that. I get that he's volatile. He has been inconsistent at times, but he typically just kills the I Giants know, every know. time he plays them. And we, we know we're Giants fans, <laughs> and we and we know we know that, that the Giants, one of their biggest weaknesses this year, has been covering the tight end. I mean, hell, they made it's they the made Garrett Selleck look like Rob Gronkowski yes. like a right. month ago. Uh, so I actually really like Jason Witten. I have him ranked as my tight end eight on the week. I'd use him over Kyle Rudolph, Safarian Jenkins, Stephen Anderson, Greg Olson. Wow, I, I really you do. really like him. I, wow. I trust Jason Witten this week. I really do. Interesting. Okay, uh, and just back to the uh, the uh, running game. Rod Smith TD in his last two games, but just not getting the volume. I mean, uh, maybe in a standard, would you take a chance? Or I no. mean, at this stage of the game, not even a flex you can't, for me. Right? No, I do like Alfred Morris though. Yes, uh, I think he's the best player on the Cowboys this week. Uh, uh, when we come back, Raiders Chiefs. Both are tied for first to 6-6. Six and six. Interesting matchup. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure that's 800-625-4922 thermospas hot tubs designed to improve your life call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of zero percent apr financing the only radio programming that is for the ears of the fantasy elite is of course fantasy freestyle with dane martinez what are you kidding not my show my show is for all the people bring that promo back 
This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, and you can check out my show, Fantasy Freestyle, every night, Monday through Friday. I give you my top five, dead or alive. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. My starting lineup. And now, the starting lineup. And you can join the cypher with me, Speeds, the spitting statistician. Yeah, yeah. I break down every stat from every game so your fantasy teams can blow up like a Samsung 7. Catch Fantasy Freestyle every night, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Chris Ventra, Frankie Cheech, Stanfo. What's that? The boss brought us back in. Little pink Cadillac. I can picture uh, Ventra driving around in a little pink Cadillac. Yeah, that's definitely a Ventra thing. Because I was going to say, not me, but Chris Ventra, he could drive a pink Caddy. More like a pink Escalade, like Cameron. (laughs) Remember what happened to the guy who uh, bought a pink Cadillac in uh, Goodfellas, right? Didn't, was he the guy that ended up uh, yeah. hanging from the uh, the freezer, or was that the guy who said that was Carbone? It's, it's, it's in my mother-in-law's name. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> was that your doing, Joe? Don't worry about it. That was Johnny. That was Johnny Roast Beef. <laughs> Johnny Roast Beef. Johnny Roast Beef and his wife got killed in the car. They were found. <laughs> they were found. <laughs> Raiders at Chiefs. Like I said, there's a battle here. Uh, I love these division matchups. You know, like it. Cowboys, Giants, even no matter that the Giants won two games, I'm hoping it's going to be a nice competitive game. Especially uh, for first place, right? Yeah. Their both teams are 6-6. Well, the and Giants six. are 2-10. and ten. Oh, well, <laughs> not kidding, Giants, but the Raiders and Chiefs, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes, Raiders Chiefs <laughs> vying for first place, man. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, is he a game-time decision? He's questionable, questionable right? Questionable, as of right now. Got uh, a limited practice in on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping that he was going to be out because uh, I start Michael Crabtree in one of my leagues that's still going on. I'm in the playoffs. Uh, uh, and no Marcus Peters. Yeah. Who's I, a bonehead. I, I think he's going to eat regardless. <laughs> I think, you know, whether Amari Cooper plays or not, I think Michael Crabtree is in for a big day. No mm-hmm. Marcus Peters. Right. That didn't even matter. When they had Marcus Peters, they were getting shredded I by know. wide receivers every single week. Jermaine right. Curse. They made this guy look like a superstar last week. Career highs in receptions, nine. Mm-hmm. Career highs in receiving yards, 157 yards. So between Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse, 
Both of those guys went off. I think Michael Crabtree could have a monster game here. I'm hoping from uh, your lips to uh, to his hands. Uh, overall, uh, Chiefs second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Fourth fewest receptions for the past month. That's three games because they were on a bye. Uh, just one t- uh, touchdown. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, Marshawn Lynch is, seems to be trending upward, uh, Chris. Uh, I mean, do you, do you trust him? Past four games, 4.29 yards per carry, four touchdowns. Had his first 100-yard rushing game. Like, with the Raiders just kind of holding him back and getting him ready for the, the playoff run? Uh, I mean, I think this is more... This might be a product of the Giants' def- run defense being really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week before that, he had 26 carries for 67 yards. I know right. he had a touchdown, but that's not a good yards per carry right there. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I think they could go more balanced approach. I would. I guess I would start Lynch because, you know, he did have a good game and he's getting the touches, but... Mm-hmm. In a standard league especially, but I mean, there's definitely better options out there right yeah. now. Actually, the Chiefs have given up touchdowns to running backs in six of the last seven games. So, I don't know. How do you feel about him, uh, I, I I love him this week. Mm-hmm. I love him as an RB1. Uh, like you mentioned, I think they were kind of holding back his touches and kind of saving him for down the stretch, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. We know that he's a guy that, he's a grinder. I mean, he's a guy who, he eats at you throughout the game and wears you down, and then he's going to break off one of these big long runs eventually like he did against the Giants last week. But the Kansas City Chiefs have allowed 13 rushing touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. That's third most in the NFL. I think that this is a good matchup on paper for Marshawn Lynch. Uh, regardless if it's PPR, half-point PPR, I think he's a low-end RB1 this week. I like him a lot. How about the Chiefs' offense? Uh, Andy Reid gave a play calling last week. And, uh, Didn't help Kareem Hunt. It helped Alex Smith, though. 366 yards, <laughs> four true. touchdowns, right? Uh, 342 yards, three touchdowns last game versus the Raiders. That was in Week 7, but seems like that's like a a, a, a lifetime away right. <laughs> when, the, when the Chiefs' <laughs> offense was really rolling, Boom. right? Uh, how do you feel about Alex Smith, Mr. Ventra? Uh, I mean, I think that's definitely a solid play. I, I think he's a QB1 this week. The Raiders' defense has been bad all year consistently, mm-hmm. uh, especially gets a pass. And I think you can you can start him, obviously, especially with this change. I think that lull in the middle of the season was mm-hmm. something that happens to the Chiefs almost. With Andy Reid, it happens a lot, I feel mm-hmm. like. During the middle of the season, they kind of have a lull, and then they come back towards the end. Reid's a great coach, uh, and now he gave up the duties. But I could see him, Kelsey, and especially Tyreek Hill having a big sure. game today. Yep. This- uh, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. What's the story? It's, you can't talk about the Chiefs without uh, dumping on, on, on Hunt. And he's earned it, though. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't scored. Still, again, the the non-scoring streak is now up to nine games for Kareem Hunt. Hasn't scored since week three. Uh, So you have to downgrade him at this point. Uh, And he's not even getting the same volume he was getting. I mean, uh, just 12 touches each of the past two games. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they don't get him the ball. On paper, it looks like a good matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as of right now, I think you have to downgrade him to a low-end RB2. Actually, some guys that I would start over him, uh, some guys that you might have just picked up. I mean, Gio Bernard, Mm -hmm. uh, Rex Burkhead past couple weeks, I'd use him over Kareem Hunt, Kenyon Drake, Sam Ryan. All these guys have great matchups. I would use them all over Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, Just let's finish the game. Jared Cook, tight end. I'm fading him four receptions last three games. The Chiefs have uh, given up just one touchdown to tight ends all season long. So, As the fantasy executive likes to call him, <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot went missing last week when you needed him most against the New York Giants. So I don't think you can trust him as a tight end one. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, yeah. whatever you want. He's so hit or miss. He's got two catches and 11 yards in the last two games combined. I mean, and last week you can't he trust the Giants, too. Right? I know, right? right? <laughs> 49ers at Houston uh, as we head over to uh, a break. But... Uh, Texans 
Second most passing touchdowns overall with 23. How does that uh, help uh, our friend uh, maybe uh, Garoppolo or uh, Goodwin? Yeah, I like I like Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in a, in a two quarterback league. I can't. I don't know that I could trust him in a one QB league. Maybe a DFS play. I, yeah, I Sneaky like him as a DFS, DFS play. Good matchup against the Houston Texans, specifically for Marquise Goodwin. The Texans have allowed twelve receptions of forty plus yards this season. That's tied for the most in the NFL. Marquise Goodwin has five receptions of forty plus yards, tied for fourth most. So on paper alone. It doesn't matter who's guarding Marquise Goodwin. They, they haven't had great cornerback uh, plays so far this year, mm-hmm. and I think that he could get behind the defense. We saw just one week ago with Jimmy G, uh, he was the target leader. He was yeah. the reception leader. He yeah. led them in receiving yards, 99. Made me uh, look smart. I picked him up that morning. Very, very yeah, nice. Uh, I like him as a low-end wide receiver, too, this week, regardless of format. Mm-hmm. Double-digit fantasy points per game and three straight for Goodwin. What about Carlos Hyde? Uh, Texans have given up 5.2 yards per carry to running backs over the past four weeks. Overall, they seem to play well, but they're trending in the wrong direction against running backs. Um, what do you think about Hyde? Six straight games without a touchdown. I know, but he's been pretty consistent all year, uh, fantasy-wise. And this offense is getting better with Jimmy. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I'm would. i actually starting him over Marcus Mariota in season long in a wow. 1QB league. That's fine. Right. I, that's you actually like that? something that I would condone doing. I okay. would do that. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have a big game. This Texans defense has felt fell apart throughout the season when they lost um, it was J.J. Watt, Merciless. They lost all these guys, and now their secondary is really awful. So I love Garoppolo and Goodwin, and Hyde, I think, is going to benefit from that because I think they're going to get opportunities to score. I think this might be one of the highest-scoring games on the slate, and uh, you know, I think Hyde will definitely have a couple opportunities to get in the end zone. Back to the Texans. Back to the Texans. Steven Anderson, 12 targets last week, only caught five of them, but 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, do you think he could come close to that? Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have allowed six touchdowns in their last six games to opposing tight ends. You mentioned the 12 targets. That was a career high for Steven Anderson. That was 24% of the target share for Tom Savage one week ago. I've seen some people kind of backing off of Steven Anderson now that Will Fuller is going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that because Will Fuller doesn't have a rapport with Tom Savage. Even even if they want to target him you know, mm-hmm. a, a few times down the field throughout this game, he's not a guy that demands a lot of targets. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get him. He's going to see his 12-plus targets. I think that's fine. I think we could bank on that. I think monster game out of DeAndre Hopkins here in this one. He's an auto start. But yeah. I, I actually like Steven Anderson as a low-end tight end. What about Will Fuller? Tight end one this week. Will Fuller. Nah, no. Nothing. Nothing okay. with Will what, Fuller. What about Andre Ellington? He's been getting targets. He yeah. actually had a he lot of catches. He played out of the like, slot. Most yeah. of uh, his snaps were played out of the slot last week. Sneaky play. Yeah. And uh, I actually looked into the red zone usage of the Texans running backs last week because mm-hmm. I just found it super weird. Um, Lamar Miller had one red zone carry. Mm-hmm. Andre Ellington had two red zone carries. Right. And Alfred Blue had three. So for whatever reason, they got down near the goal line. I get that. You know, we talk about Lamar Miller. They don't want to give him too much work. Mm-hmm. They don't want him to uh, to take a beating. He's you know on the smaller yeah. end of starting running backs. Uh, but I thought that was weird that you know they used those guys in the red zone over a Lamar Miller. You still got to like Lamar Miller because it's a Favorable great matchup, matchup. Yeah, against the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers. second most uh, fantasy points to running backs. As for Andre Ellington, though. I think low-end flex in a PPR because the 49ers have given up a ton of receptions to running backs this year, too. So, yeah, I think that's a decent call uh, only in PPR leagues, though. Great stat there, Cheech. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, we have to finish this in the next segment, we will. But uh, we have some very good matchups this week, and uh, this is one of them. Vikings at Panthers. 
uh, third straight road game for the Vikings. They've won two straight on the road already. Uh, do you, first of all, do you think that that impacts you know the, the way that they'll play? I know it's obviously if you're playing, uh, you know, if you're betting on them, you're going to think about that. But in fantasy, do you think that that affects them at all? Third straight road game. Mm, no, I mean it's it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it affects me all that much. You have to take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't think it. I don't think it weighs too heavily. All right. What about us, uh, Cam Newton? Uh, you mentioned them before. Vikings second fewest passing touchdowns to quarterbacks is a, an important one when it comes to Cam Newton. Fewest rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks on the season. Fifty six. Yep. I think uh, that's a great set. Yeah. So would you feel safer? Since they're playing each other, playing Cam or Case Keenum, who would you start? That's a tough question. <laughs> For me, 100%, it's Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote... Uh, an article uh, on Sports Grid last night, mm-hmm. what you need to know for Week 14, and that was one of the stats. It was Minnesota Vikings have allowed 56 total rushing yards to quarterbacks this season. That is the lowest in the NFL mm-hmm. by far. Last year when Cam Newton and the Panthers faced the Vikings, he got sacked eight times. Mm-hmm. This is a very talented, very quick uh, linebacking crew that can that can get after Cam Newton. So I'm worried about him in this game. They're allowing just 211 passing yards per game as well. Uh, they've allowed multiple TD passes just once since week four. That's the Vikings defense. So I'm scared about Cam Newton, man. Uh, I have him. Devin Funches you're scared of as well then? Or I, does it trickle down that way? I have him. At, I have mm-hmm. Funches as a solid wide receiver three, whereas in weeks past, he was a high-end wide receiver two. Uh, I'm worried about Cam, worried about Funches. I would play Case Keenum you're over Cam just a Cam caring Newton. man. You're worried about He's worried about yes, you're a man of the people. Yes. <laughs> when we come Don back, Cheech. we'll finish talking about this game. Then we'll uh, get to... Uh, that's some more. We could talk maybe a little bit more Bengals, maybe Packers, Cleveland. We'll be back with more Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to dailyroto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com box today. Red heat and rage. Other than Shazier, which I pray this guy can walk again. Perfect. Even he's getting rocked. He's usually rocking people. You're said him, Rez. I haven't seen a football game like that in a while. These teams were trying to hurt each other. Yeah, they, it's probably the most vicious oh, rivalry in the NFL. It is. When you break down football games and we've seen like guys actually trying to end guys' careers, it's Pittsburgh Cincy. Yeah. Like, it's hate. Weekdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. What up, Jane? What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts. We'll talk injuries. We'll talk weather. And we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So fun. So excited. What can I say? I cannot think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need (laughs) prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. Does your fantasy football team suck? (laughs) Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? (laughs) I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. Sports Radio Network. We're moving. Weekend fantasy update. Week 14. Week 1 of the season-long fantasy playoffs. If you want to give us a call, need some lineup help, 844-843-6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. What's your Twitter handle there, Chris? It's the analyst, T-H-E, analyst 15. Frankie Cheech. At Roto underscore Frank. And uh, I'm at Joe Galena. And uh, we were talking uh, Vikings. We were talking Vikings Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else are we going with this game, guys? Uh, how about the, uh, the the running game? Vikings, fewest fantasy points per game to running backs overall. Jonathan Stewart, touchdowns in two straight. Uh, Vikings not only giving up fewer fantasy points, but only 78 rushing yards per game. I mean, I, I got to fade Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think the only guy on Carolina, I agree with Frank with like Cam Newton and Devin Funches. I'm fading them. Mm-hmm. Um, this Vikings D is definitely, I know the Jaguars are probably the best D, but this Vikings D is probably the most well balanced mm-hmm. as far as, you know, pass D and run D. Um, and I, I think the only guy that's really viable is uh, Christian McCaffrey. I agree. In this game. Yeah. Vikes. I don't even know how to feel about McCaffrey, though. Wow. If you look what he's done the past couple of weeks, I mean, the yards haven't really been there. Got saved because he scored a touchdown mm-hmm. last week. I get it, but. The Vikings have been very, very potent against running backs this year, Not too. Not against the pass, though. Vikings given up 60 receptions to running backs on the season. That's uh, averaging five per game. So I agree with you. I don't trust them if you're going to hand them the ball even 10 times. I don't think he's going to get much done. Vikings 
I haven't allowed a hundred uh, yards uh, to a backfield all season long. But I like him because of his pass catching abilities. Obviously in PPR leagues. What do you think about McCaffrey versus Geo? Because this is a question that we've had all week. Mm. To me, it's not really close. I like Geo Bernard this I week. Wow. I, I think fifteen to twenty touches. Maybe maybe he doesn't get the twenty touches, but maybe yeah. he gets fifteen to eighteen. Maybe we see him, you know, thirteen, fourteen carries. Mm-hmm. I still think he's going to get four to five receptions. I think it's close, but I'd go Geo. Yeah, because I'd Geo's going to get not only the PPR. Uh, points, but he's also going to get the volume. I think he gets probably up to twenty touches. Yeah, fifteen to twenty yeah. carries, and 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 uh, McCaffrey's going to get what ten to fifteen. So it's like yeah. there's it might be a five, six, seven carry. I don't know difference. if he even gets fifteen. Maybe, yeah, maybe ten. Maybe know, ten. Maybe he'll get fifteen to total touches. Like he'll probably no, no, get carries. five catches. Yeah, yeah. McCaffrey. I think yeah, he'll probably get, get eight to, to 10. ten carries. Yeah. Whatever he'll get, you know, his four or five catches. I think he he's going to be very, fine in PPR. He's very safe. He has a very safe floor for mm-hmm. PPR for McCaffrey because you look at his game log. I mean, he's had five receptions and probably more games than he hasn't. Uh, but Gio will have that know, same floor. I don't know what he's going to be able to do with those receptions against the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, it's just very, very potent defense. I don't feel great about McCaffrey. Hey, look, he gives me seven receptions for 50 yards. That's 12 points in a PPR. Take I'm it. happy. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, let's move on. To, uh, we'll just do a quick uh, hit on this Bears-Bengals game. Uh, Jordan Howard will take the the, uh, the Bears side of it. Two straight bad weeks. Concerns? Yeah, I am concerned about him. I have him as a low-end RB2. I don't feel great because I feel like the uh, the, the game flow can favor the, the Bengals in this one. I think the Bengals could be playing with a lead in this game, and we've seen that in the past couple of weeks when the Bears fall behind, Jordan Howard is nowhere to be be found. Mm-hmm. He doesn't catch the ball. I mean, he has just three receptions in his last four games. So if they fall behind, it's not like he's on the field. We're going to see some more of Tariq Cohen. Uh, and we've seen yeah, it him. It seems com- like he's starting to get involved a little bit yeah. more, right? We've seen Cohen. Jordan Howard completely bottom out. So he's very, very volatile in a in a fantasy playoff scenario. I I'd want to pivot to somebody else if you can. Chris, yeah, your nay, Dontrell Inman. Nay. Okay. Were you going to say so? Go ahead. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, nah. <laughs> I can't do it in the fantasy playoffs either. I, I get it. He scored a touchdown, but they're not letting Mitch Trubisky throw the ball all that much either. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really want any part of this Bears offense. Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, well, when we come back, might even talk a little bit baseball, but we're going to get through to uh, some more matchups. Packers at Cleveland, Lions at Tampa Bay. We've got it for you here. Week 14 in the NFL on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Hell's Bells are calling us. We'll be back, though. 